Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Friday, January 7th. I'm Aaron Matus. Emory School of Medicine Executive Associate Dean Carlos Del Rio discusses the current state of COVID-19 on Inside the NCAA. We're not the same place we were a year ago. We have tools, and I think if we implement the strategies, we know we can actually continue doing things in the safest possible way, rather than just retracting and saying we're going to lock down. I think we're in for a very complicated two or three weeks, but after that, I think we're in a much better place. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren catches up with D1 ticker and collegiate sports connects Brian Fisher to dig in on the league's new data and analytics department. Warren covers the opportunity of starting from the ground level, including building a data warehouse and establishing key vendor partners. Warren also points to his time with the Minnesota Vikings as formative for understanding the importance of technology and first party fan data. More as the pair also cover updates on the Big Ten's gender equity initiatives. The conversation is on Connect. Sign up is free. Oregon AD Rob Mullins sounded off on the broken status of the college football playoff structure, pointing to just 3% of teams and student athletes having a chance to participate on the current negotiations. Listen, this is kind of the way it works on these huge decisions, and this is a huge decision moving forward. You have to play through a lot of scenarios and a lot of jockeying, for lack of a better term. And when we get to the 11th hour, then everybody will really hunker down and figure out a way to find what's the best solution going forward. But 11 to zero is hard, no doubt. Mullins goes on to say future strategic decisions for the Ducks football program will depend on the outcome of the negotiations with an aim to optimize CFP invitations. Arkansas State AD Tom Bowen calls the timeline of the Sunbelt's member additions a moving target, which will be heavily discussed on the 25th of this month when all league ADs get together. If it's 2023, we set up the 23 dynamic, said Bowen. If it is different, we set up that. I just think right now, we are going to have a really in-depth discussion of all the unintended consequences of doing that. This is not something that has been done. It hasn't been done in the realignment since I have been involved in realignment, and this is my fourth realignment dynamics since I have been an athletic director. It has usually been a year in the conference that you were in, and then you enter into the new conference. This will be different. Colorado AD Rick George on the current NIL setup. I don't think the NCAA is performing their role. To allow the NIL to get out of hand like it's gotten is unacceptable. We as an industry have to embrace getting this back together so we can have some guidelines that are consistent across our industry. That's going to be really important for us moving forward. George continued, in my opinion, we could have done a lot more as the NCAA and we didn't. We didn't address it. We didn't put anything in place. And now we're seeing, as somebody has said, the wild, wild west. I consider it chaos. We had a framework that would have been good that's sitting on a shelf somewhere. You have 1,500 people in the transfer portal. A lot of them are there to look at NIL opportunities. Regarding the bus partnership with Influencer, once we bring this Influencer marketplace online, businesses can go into this marketplace and match up with student athletes they want to provide an NIL opportunity. 
The New York Times' Shira Ovide suggests cable TV's fate of going the way of the landline telephone may be sealed now that the share of American homes that pay for conventional TV service is closing in on 50%. For comparison, cell phones were around for decades before the percentage of Americans who didn't have a landline telephone at home reached 50%. Around 2017, in the most recent government figures, about one-third of American adults have a landline. While cable TV's demise has been seen as a fait accompli among many pundits, Ovide contends it hasn't been so inevitable. Old habits die hard, old industries that make a lot of people rich die even harder. And don't forget that some new technology habits catch on fast but don't stick. Remember MySpace or predictions that electric scooters or segways would become the go-to forms of transportation for urbanites? But it's clear that the cable TV system that for decades brought joy and headaches to tens of millions of Americans is petering out. S&P Global Market Intelligence's Kagan Research Group investment analyst Craig Moffitt adds, the wild card is whether Americans keep turning away from cable and satellite TV relatively slowly or whether it will abruptly collapse like a Jenga tower. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus and this has been the morning edition of your D1 TN5 for Friday, January 7th. Thanks for listening. We'll update again tonight.